Boys, we just recorded another episode of the podcast. What was your favourite segments this week? Well, I'm going to have to say Ryan's random questions. Boo! I liked when we did the sl- talked about celebrity death jokes. Soggy sayers. Soggy sayers. Cut. Welcome, I did a Comedy on Edge presents a chat show. We're live from Edge HQ. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Joining me on sound is Ryan Special Comments Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, Mark. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're back, mate. I'm glad you're Thank back. You. Like, the last two weeks, the show has suffered. What are you talking about? Well, I've last been, week. I've been editing, and but, yeah, it hasn't been good. It's been suffering on the um, editing side. I was here last week, though, the car the car episode. I know, but and, I uh, ended up editing it. You yes, didn't. No. And, yeah, but once again... Our entrance music, well, hopefully it will make an appearance it, in this it should, one. It should. I should, it I should be able to put that together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll put the music together. But the reason, of course, uh, I didn't do the editing last week is because after we recorded, I was straight on the plane to Tassie. As that's true. We deported know. you. No, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> depo- deported me to a, that whole other country. We're going Tasmania. a bit long because I know any minute now yeah. he's going to ruin it. So, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, our other, oh, he's not a guest. He's back. It's the first time in a while we've been all in the same room together. Yeah. Lester Diamond, welcome back, buddy. G'day, boys. It's great to be back here with the family. It is. How's life treating you, Lester? No complaints this week. Wow. Amazingly. Yeah. What, did you pass out and skip a uh, week? It, 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 it is only Monday. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah no, actually, yeah, true, we are. It's a bit, this one's a bit hastily recorded because we sort of, we're, we're all leading busy lives at the moment. We are. We're trying quite to get busy. us on the same. This was sort of, I think we organised this in the morning and we were we, all here. Well, we did. We sort of looked into the future and we looked at our, compared our calendars and we said, when can we do it? And this is pretty much it. This yeah. is the, yeah. By busy life, you mean me strolling around Broadway Shopping Centre buying a, a men's toiletry bag for $5 at Kmart. Yeah. You have $5? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You didn't think of going to the reject shop there? You could have got it cheaper. <laughs> you could have played them off each other. Yeah, that's right. You should, you, got, you should have got Kmart to price match the rejection off. <laughs> Lester Diamond. <laughs> Drives a hard bargain. Yeah, that's right. That's, what, what do you need a toiletries bag? Are you doing some travelling or you just no, anticipating being homeless? I always keep a bag packed, you know, just in case. <laughs> just in ready case. Ready to do a flyer, ready to do a flyer. Just in case you get that knock on the door. See, yeah. you should have asked. I'm pretty sure I've got like a do- half a dozen toiletry bag floating. I could have given it to well, you. Well, what I found is, because I'm not that fashionable, is that at just, Maya... Just, just a sec. What are your toiletry bags floating, floating around, in? Floating around the house. <laughs> it's a term. Yeah, okay. It's a term. It's a, it is, it is. Sorry. Like, I'm, a, I'm being literal. This is yeah. my want. Well, yeah. you know, like... Don't you fill your um, bathroom covered up with water? Just me. Just you. (laughs) It's a rental property, Edge HQ. I can do what I want. Hello to my landlords out there. Yes, indeed. Whatever I like, they can't touch me. Sorry, Lester, what were you saying, dude? I can't remember what I was saying. You're talking about being out of fashion. That's right. Yeah, with the toiletries bags. I went looking for them at Meyer and David Jones. I mean, that... you can't get it. What, <laughs> what they got lax shop well, they're standards like, there? They've got like $150 leather toilet bags. It's like, fuck me, dead. Who's. That's highfalutin that they can afford well, 150 like, for I, a toilet bag. I know, like I know my budget. Like I, I got a little bit of cash at the moment, not a lot, but I know my budget. If I was looking for a toiletries bag, I'm probably not going to go. David Jones would be the absolute last place I would shop. Why would you start there? Was I like David Jones? It's got an air of civility to it. Civility. <laughs> I like the fact just that's because there are people in there that can afford 150 dollars wash bags. <laughs> Did you walk through? Like you started. I'm guessing David Jones was the first place you looked. You ended up buying in Kmart. Was that like a two-step process, or did you sort of go 
David Jones, Maya, Target. Did you carry your... $2 shop came did, did, What I want to know is, did you carry your David Jones attitude that you built up from the atmosphere in there into Kmart <laughs> and start talking to the pimply like, redheads like about the, about the selection and how this, oh, this will never do? You know, it's been a stuff. long time since you've been to Kmart. They don't have staff there anymore. They've got self-service checkouts and one guy at the front checking bags. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, there's no staff at Kmart. Like, it's... Man, ghost yeah. town. Yeah, it's great. You can play football in there. No one will tell you to stop it. Kmart's the future. Yeah, right. It's, see, I used to work in Kmart when I went through uni, and it was the best job because it was back just before they started sacking all these staff. Because every department had a staff member, and I was a casual. So every Friday night, I'd work in the sports or toys department. My mate Greg would work in the housewares department. We'd have the two girls who used to work in the Manchester department. And you'd sort of get to know each other. You'd be talking. You'd be socialising. It was a great mix-up. You'd find, you'd, find the, the, you'd find the ladies' knickers from the, from the lingerie department, you know, stuffed in the, to a toy, into a toy shelf somewhere. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah. You'd pick yeah. them up and take them back. And I, I used to work in uh, Kmart's uh, sister company, if you will, uh, Target. Target. Yeah. No, no, I never do that. No. What, but, do, uh, what, were you on the registers? or? I worked in the uh, sight and sound department. Um, first started off in toys, actually. Must and then, be different. Uh, then got I, the promotion to the sight and sound department. I used yeah. to work in sound and vision at Kmart. Yeah, actually. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling it sight and sound department, but in fact, we used to call it the sound bar. I don't know. I Did think that was an official name. Did you get to choose what music you played? Um, yes, for the most part. All except for the day um, the, in the weeks following uh, Princess Diana's accident in the tunnel. Um, accident, yeah. And they, well, you know, her death in the tunnel. And, yeah. And Elton John's... And, Andrew, and Prince Andrew was checking IDs of all the women he slept with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> El- Elton John uh, released a signal at that his his his, <laughs> his, his uh, single sorry single. his single candle, um, in the wind. candle in the wind and uh, we had to play that nonstop for weeks. Really, it was just it was I like, remember. Do I you went, remember? I went a do bit you remember? Spare. The, do you remember his like Mother Teresa died at the same? Was it the same day or the same week as Diana? I can't remember. I was celebrating both, but because <laughs> because <laughs> Elton John he also he wrote a song about um. Prince, uh, Mother Teresa too. Yeah, you lived your life like a sandal in the bin. <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs> All right, that's, that's, my joke. that's coming back. Yeah. Greatest hits yeah. of 1997. Yeah. That's going to be on the flashback episode for sure. How do we get a tumbleweed sound on here? I don't know. Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that joke, but don't you remember like when stuff happens? Oh, I remember. It's always the my, joke. my greatest celebrity death joke favorite memory was. Uh, was when um, Peter Brock died. Peter Brock drives into a tree, horrific circumstances, dies. And the joke was, um, Peter Brock arrived in heaven and got to the pearly gates and St. Peter said, Crikey, you're dead too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I was doing comedy when Brocky died and... Brocky. Brocky. Oh, no. oh, I, ha- I had a joke. I, I had a joke about Brocky. And but it was trumped by my mate George Panner. And George, this is the best Brocky joke ever. George Panner, he no longer does comedy. Big shout out to George if you're out there. He should come back. But and with especially with jokes like this, he he wrote this 20 minutes after Brocky died. <laughs> Mine was like it took me 30 minutes. And his joke was, "Did you hear that the police are treating um, Brocky's death as suspicious? Apparently, the tree he drove into was planted." <laughs> That's a good joke. That's really Mine good. wasn't as witty. My joke was, you know, it was a sad day. Brocky's died. I was in the front bar, and um, you know, there's two guys going. One's got Ford. The other's got Holden. Ford, Holden. And I said, guys, 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 
Brocky hit a tree, not a Ford or a Holden. Yeah. 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 Well, it worked on stuff. So how about that, George? Yeah. <laughs> I should have closed. But yeah, Dom is a stronger Well, that, that, that brings me to a topic because, I mean, you know I'm a bit of a downer, Debbie Downer. I've got some dark material in my little act. And, yeah. Um, you yeah. do comedy. <laughs> but um, I was having a chat with another half-assed comedian the other day. and um, <laughs> Big shout out to all the half-assed comedians out there. Hey there, guys. <laughs> but, I mean... That's people's way of dealing with it in, in this business. It's like, it is, it is. It's like... It, uh, well, I mean, you wouldn't open with that Brock, George's Brocky joke at his funeral, that's like, for sure. Like, you can't do Whitney Houston's daughter jokes, which she's still on last support, yeah, but, but the minute they hit the switch, it's fucking all, all fair game, because it's so sad, you make something funny to make it happy. Too soon, how about that for a joke? Well, I think, yeah, I think you've got to wait till, wait till she's dead. We're getting into the mechanics of comedy. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, that's not very entertaining, I suppose. No, no, no yeah, I, I'm, what gear have you got about Whitney Houston's <laughs> No, I'm just saying. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm yeah. like, she's sitting on life support. Although, you've got to admit, the whole thing, did you hear today that Bobby Brown, like, two of the cousins got in a fight I heard in that. the hospital because one of them called the other a <laughs> cracker? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but like, how is that an insult if it's factual? Yeah, well, yeah, but it's, it's a time truth, and place. Truth hurts, yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking crackhead, shut crackhead. the fuck up. <laughs> it's probably my favourite Family Guy cut- cutaway. Like, uh, fans of Family Guy, I'm, we're, we're moving on from the Simpsons reference, but it just goes, it's like... Don't worry, we'll be back soon. Oh, we'll get there, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. But it was like Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston laying in bed and they both go, I love you. And they're like, aww. And both of them say at the same time, Want to do crack? <laughs> and they're like, oh, jinx. And she goes, I love you, Bobby. And Bobby just goes, get the fucking crack. <laughs> and it sort of sums up the whole the whole kit. Yeah. My favorite Brocky joke was Nelson Muntz. It just went, <laughs> Brocky yeah. joke? No. Simpsons reference. Yeah, you call yeah. him Simpsons. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's... But, but, okay. Yeah. But what, are you, yeah. what are you trying to... What Dragging trying it to... back. I thought I bombed. <laughs> Lester's like, oh, I can't let another comic bomb, in, bomb on that's their right. own. So you're just making but up... But do you remember, like, yeah, I think if you go through or Because like, I remember... And this goes back... My mate Sticks, and Sticks, I think, listens to the podcast. Sticks has had a few shout-outs in the back of the day. He has, yeah. He used to work with me in Kmart. He was at Sticks because he's six foot six. And I remember when we used to work to Kmart together, like, my favourite thing was when something happened, like a tragedy. I'd go and tell Sticks the joke, because he always got really, oh, oh, it's too soon, it's too soon. So I was like, red, yeah, because I remember, what was it? So Sticks was your moral barometer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because you remember when um, Stuart Diver... You know know you've reached the heights of of your own sort of life when your moral barometer is a guy called Sticks, (laughs) who works at Kmart. And the funny thing is, every town's got a guy called Sticks. Yeah, so Sticks. Well, good. Sticks is now an accountant, so he's moved on up. Yeah. We were both at uni together, you know. But yeah. I remember the one that got it. Do you remember when Stuart Diver was in th- stuck in? Yes, folk? I remember that. Do you remember? Do you remember the joke that was going around? No. It's like why isn't because he was buried under you know all this concrete yeah. and stuff. Why isn't Stuart Diver a real Australian man? Because a real Australian man would have got through more than one slab in a day. Right. Because he was buried under slabs. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. It's almost like, <laughs> you could almost do like a, you know, a game show topic here. Maybe one of your random questions. Top, top 10 celebrity <laughs> death No, jokes. absolutely. Just anything. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, oh, what was it? You know, Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Oh, it's the dead center of Hobart. That but was... it is an interesting thing wow. societal, like, yeah. for society that's... There is a cut-off point where it's too soon goes from soon enough. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, how do you gauge that? Like, well, is, it, got, is it for every? Is it based I on think it it's merits? Like, <laughs> we say that I had a glass thrown at my head six months after Steve Irwin died, 
And I was on stage and I simply said, Steve, I simply said his name. I was about to go into a joke that was in no way about his death. But this lady just threw the glass and said, fucking change the topic. You were at the Bindio and Family Barbecue. Well, yeah. Really... <laughs> it was the first time yeah. I met Terry. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great hate fuck afterwards. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> she took me into a death roll, that's for sure. There's a, there's a really great episode of uh, Not the Simpsons, South Park, uh, South Park um, going on about the too soon thing where well, they, have, yeah. uh, they have like, uh, I think it's Jared. Was it Jared who did the Subway commercials? And yeah. he went, he walked every day and ate three things and three Subways and like shrunk and... Yeah. There was an episode of the South Park where he's like come to South Park to kind of promote Subway yeah, and talk about AIDS. his and the AIDS one. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that, the one. Well, see, I thought the one. No, I thought the one you were going to talk about was too soon. Was when South Park had Steve Irwin uh, the, like a couple of weeks after his death going yeah, right. to heaven as he goes to the devil's fancy dress party. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it. Steve Irwin with a stingray hanging out of his heart. Yeah, right. And everyone, like the devil goes, oh, dude, that's too soon. That's too soon. Yeah. Steve goes, but I am Steve Irwin. Yeah, right. He goes, oh, in that case, get out. You're not in costume. No, the the one I was talking about was the one with uh, uh, you know, Jared from Subway yeah. Ads. Um, that whole episode was about the fact that it was like it gets to the end and the big kind of climax of the thing is that it's fine because they confuse, uh, he, he confuses his AIDS to help him lose weight with actual, you know, um, autoimmune. Oh, right. <laughs> kids and, 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 and they all, when they all realise what's happened, the whole town just bursts into <laughs> laughter and they go, it's finally okay to joke about AIDS 22 years later. And all this stuff. It's, it's <laughs> very good. They're amazing um, analysts, aren't they, those blokes? Yeah, well, an- analysts in terms of they just don't give a shit who they piss off. They go, yeah. they go nuts for it. I, and they, 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 they do that sort of fine edge thing very well, I think. Is that why Ryan was away for two weeks, right when the Scientology documentary came out? Have you, have you been in the bunker, in the bunker, dealing with strategies to um, what Scientology documentary? Yeah, what it's, are you talking it's about? It's a big Scientology documentary. I thought you were a member of the church. <laughs> I didn't. I don't no. know what you talk. What what sign? It, it's really. It's big. called um. No, it is very. You haven't big. tweeted about it. What is it? Isn't it called Going Under or something? Well, yeah, you're talking we, like I, I produced the thing. I don't know what you're talking, talking about. about. I thought Has it, he been brainwashed by the sign? <laughs> yeah. You've been, you, hang on. You said you're a Broadway shopping centre. Did you go into the Scientology? <laughs> you like, did. You did, didn't you? Hey, Scientologists, if you're going to nab someone from the podcast, don't get the guy with absolute fuck all is his, money. Is his bag a little heavier this week, Mark? Has, it got, got, has it got an E-meter in it <laughs> or something? <laughs> when they asked me if you wanted to go clear, I thought they meant my but, skin. But I thought, yeah. <laughs> When you talk about the Scientology doco, did they make a doco? Or no, no, like someone it? made one lampooning it. And I, I just figured with, with Ryan's demeanour on Mike that he was a member of the church. With my demeanour on Mike? Yeah. What the hell but are you talking about? He's a Scientologist. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, but I just assumed you were a Scientologist at the highest <laughs> level. <laughs> really? If he was a Scientologist at the highest level, do you think he'd be podcasting with you or Tom Cruise? Yeah, that's right. I'd have Tom. I'd have, I'd anyway, have so Tom what's your favourite episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. What I'm in. Yeah. There's a big, big documentary. HBO backed it, and they've got 160 lawyers working on it. Um, <laughs> just do it, you know, Scientology's known well, they, for being yeah, litigious, yeah. if you will. So it's the Freemasons versus the Scientologists. This would be good. How many, how many lawyers do we have on staff? <laughs> I think oh you're you're technically half. a lawyer. Yeah, half, half a lawyer. Half a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Half a lawyer, half we're on, a lawyer. We're on the ground here. Yeah. Story. Yeah. But what's so what they what, what did they reveal anything? Was there any big major well, have you torrented it yet? Or? Basically it's just um the message is the underlying theme is that Scientology's fucked up. <laughs> really? It yeah. took them hundred and sixty <laughs> lawyers to release that. 
Well, uh, Lester, I can certainly assure you, mate, that um, I'm not a Scientologist. If I was, I'm sure my entertainment career would have gone a lot further than it has already. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, who would he be podcasting with? You or Tom Cruise? And he would have like frequent flyer miles and corners to. Yeah, up, yeah. Up me, the me and John Travolta. He'd be my personal I reckon, pilot. I reckon John would let you sit in his cockpit. <laughs> I reckon he, I reckon he I would. Reckon no he double entendre meant there. Yeah, no, no, clearly not. Uh, um, but I, don't, I think I heard he fell out with the Scientologists. Yeah, I think I, he might be on the, you know, I mean, the poor guy, like, all jokes aside, John Travolta lost his, his son in his teenage years, which is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. And I thought that drove him apart. Like, the church said... Well, you know, I, I, according to Woman's Weekly, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think he's 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 done it. It's the only <laughs> source, unless John, if you want to be a guest on the show, I'm happy come, come and to. Come let us know, mate. Yeah, yeah. and we, we we know me no animosity towards you, buddy. We have we'll chat about any topic you want. I talk about the hairpiece rather than Scientology. I mean, he's got a hairpiece. No, it's, it's not. If it's he has, no, I didn't know. Um, because they're very high end hairpieces. They're well, very he's got high some end money. So yeah, so I mean. But I mean, like I'm, I suck, I'm follically challenged. If I had Travolta's money and I needed to appear on movie, he hasn't done a movie in a while, has he? It has been a while, actually. But yeah. I mean, you know, you lose your son, you probably, and you've got an. He's got enough million. I think he wants to just be a pilot. I think days. he was in the taking of Pelham. Who gives a fuck? One, two, three, or something. Yeah, but that was before his. I think since his son. I don't know actually for sure, but I don't think he's been in one for years. Maybe we need to. We need to maybe. Maybe let's call Quentin Tarantino or tweet him. Quentin. Well, you know, he's a big fan of the podcast. Maybe we need to get Travolta's career back on track. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, he likes to be a pilot. I mean, that would be You'd have to to get Tarantino's career back on track. Well, you know. Actually, no, that's that's not true. He actually has returned to form with... with, uh, Let's not get into too much movies. But but you know what he said recently? He said he's going to make 10 movies and then give it up. Who? 10 movies total. Yeah. Yeah, right. How many has he made? He's, he's getting close Seven to that. Well, there's Kill Bill 2. Kill Bill <laughs> <laughs> Why did you start there? <laughs> I meant to say there's the two Kill Bill movies. But there's you Kill Bill 2. two. Kill Bill 1. There's, there's another one I can't remember the name of. Pulp Fiction. The same Reservoir Dogs. That's four. Death Proof. Django. Death Proof. Five. Death Proof. In- six. Inglorious Bastards. Seven. Jackie Brown. Eight. Um, uh, there was... Uh, did we always say Django? Yeah, I did. All right. So he's got two movies left in the Eight. can. Oh, and his first movie was My Best Friend's Birthday. Although Nine. That, that probably doesn't count. Well, there you go. The next movie is his last. Ja- well, in that case, Quinton can be executive producer for Travolta's comeback film. Maybe he can hand it over to a director who's got a bit more credibility, like Michael Bay. It might be, um, it might be the reason why Samuel L. Jackson's doing um, gambling ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quinton's not around. I, can't, I don't have any jobs left. Or Travolta's flying planes. <laughs> Jackson's doing Travolta. <laughs> Obscure <laughs> bands from the 60s are just beg- waiting for their comeback. Uh, I've got to say, I'd rather be on Malaysia Air than fucking Qantas with Travolta. Seriously. Why? Just That's that, a big call. I just don't trust the Hollywood star flying Jumbo uh, Jet. I do. Like, I'm thinking, yeah, but then it'd be like, it'd be annoying if you went, if Travolta's plane crashed and you were on at the, like, it wouldn't be like rising comedian star and podcast. Like, if you died on that plane, we couldn't really get the publicity. Because it'd be like, oh, that's the plane Travolta went down on, not the one that we lost Lester. <laughs> so, oh, I thought it'd be the other way around. You'd get lots of publicity if you went down on the one with Travolta, surely. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but he'd have to sign a confidentiality agreement if you went down on Travolta. <laughs> I, I, a lot uh, of us, I think it's called the standard in the sewers contract. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't 
that what you were going for? No, but you, <laughs> you, went, you went there anyway. I, I lined you up and you went there. Well, I, I, I love it. You, you sent me I Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, I think that's um, Bill Cosby's life motto. <laughs> <laughs> we're on form today. Oh, dear. Oh, Bill, Cosby, Bill Cosby comes back for an appearance on the podcast. Bit of innuendo tonight. Yeah, yeah. Endo. <laughs> Speaking of things in your endo, Ray White, real estate. How are you, boys? We'll just change topics. Let's go for Why some. not? Perfect segue, I Perfect say. Segue. Yeah. Now, long term listeners or new listeners show, we have an issue with Ray White real estate. Basically, I'm getting old. I have a letterbox with a no junk mail sign on it. Yeah. Ray White Real Estate always put flyers in this there. Is, this is we might have to call this a new segment. This is going to be Mark Williamson's "Get Off My Lawn" segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but you know what pissed me off about Ray White? We had the, they didn't um, give us the free house that well, we asked well, for. Well, we had the online interaction. Yeah. I challenged him to bring Ray White on the podcast. They declined due to him being deceased. <laughs> <laughs> what a cop out! Didn't they see Weekend of Bernie's? We could have imagined that live podcasting oh, with wow. Ray White's coffin. So if that's the sort of company you're running, don't bother. Look, Ray White, it's not. We will. If you're, all if I've you're not willing to bring your decomposing figurehead onto I the podcast, you, as I said, Ray White, long term. If give us all a, a one of a house, a unit, and all will be forgiven. We'll eradicate past episodes and we'll praise you. Till then, you're scum of the earth. I'd take a parking spot in Tempe. Anything. Just well, make up for it. Yeah, they've done nuts. So yeah. far, they listened to our podcast and asked where we live, which I didn't tell them because I didn't want them yeah. sending the lawyers. Yeah. But Ray White, you've, well, in, I think we should, in the Ray White Presents Get Off Mark's Lawn set. They weren't asking where you live specifically. They wanted to know what suburb you live in. Yeah, that's what they say. They just, <laughs> I know that, you know, one dad I'd get on my door and there's the coffin of Ray White and a <laughs> sign saying you'll be next. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. how they operate. They're ski, they're sli- don't rent off Ray White or buy. But they've, oh, there's a new contender. Yeah. And I, this is a, re- a local restaurant that I actually like. I frequent. But they put their menu... Ladies oh. and gentlemen, Lester, Lester ever the professional diamond. Yes. His phone has... It's probably Ray White. Man, is, is, that it Ray is, is that your alarm to wake up? Because yeah. that's the alarm, that's was, the alarm was, sound. Was, is that your alarm to wake up? It was on mute for the ring, but the alarm got me. Yeah, yeah. But but what, what's the alarm for? Are you wait, Is it time to get up? I have naps at various times. <laughs> yeah. I think the girl he looks at over the road through the binoculars, <laughs> it's the time she goes to that's, bed. That's, it's that's, the changing that's, hour. That's when she gets back from the gym. Yeah, that's right. He gets a great side boob action at 9.45 on a, on a Monday night. My apologies. That was unprofessional. It was almost as unprofessional as Ray White's business I, practices. I yes, yes. So anyway, well, this restaurant, it's a restaurant I like, and they sent me the thing. And I, so naturally I said... Hey, guy, I went to their Facebook page. They, sent, oh, you the, they sent you the thing? They sent me their, their menu, right. in the, which I don't want. Because yeah. if I'm going to go to a restaurant, I like to be surprised. I don't order in advance. Or I go online. <laughs> you like to be surprised. Well, I, it's one of the things. Like, if you go out with a group of people, you sit down to a restaurant. And sometimes people are boring You don't, you don't ask to. for much, do you? You want to come to the restaurant. You want it to be all dark. You want to open the door and the guys come the out and be surprised. Case in point, like if we all go out to dinner after the show, we're not because I've eaten, but just say we were, oh, and we've, we've just spent an hour talking, we're going to sit down. Yeah. If, you know, Lester's not that conversational, I can just start looking through the menu and that's a topic for me. But if I go in there knowing, like I'm a pretty, if this restaurant, you know, 
if I go to my local Japanese restaurant, I'm going teriyaki chicken. I know that. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm going to another restaurant, I want to make a decision. I want to find that new dish. I hate making decisions in restaurants. Do you know how often I just cop out on that and just say, you know what, you know, I'll, I'll do it to people I barely know. You know, you just want to choose something for me. I want something a bit sort of, uh, I want something a bit carby. You know, I want something with a bit of meat and a bit of carbs in it tonight. Or I want something, you know, a bit hot or a bit spicy or whatever. And I'll just say, you just choose for me because I don't want to choose. My idea of a dream restaurant is you get there and there's really only one thing you can eat. See, I'm a fussy eater. So that for me, like, there's so many things I rule out at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I don't like anything. I don't like anything with nuts. I don't like, you. I don't like spice. You like spice. Love spice. I, yeah. I've heard that. Restaurant rants like this before, but I've heard them in an insane silence. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, I can't understand that. Like, which day of insane asylum was that of yours? The first or the second? <laughs> I mean, we know Lester Diamond normally just goes in and goes, Oh, the biggest decision you have to make is pickles on or off your beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, for me, it's like, well, I, sh- I haven't named the rest. What happened? Once I got the menu, I went on their Facebook page and I said, Hey, and I'll name the restaurant later. You guys put a flyer in my thing. I, you know, I have a podcast. Yeah. Let's tee something up or I name and shame you on my podcast. Tee something up? Well, are you going to apologize? Like extortion to me. Apology, free meal. <laughs> I don't ask for much. Hey, there's a lot of violence around here. You know, something might happen well, to the windows. Know, yeah, well, yeah, well yeah. you know, the thousands of people who listen to this podcast may boycott your restaurant. You never know. Never know. Well, they the might. restaurant is, and they haven't responded. Now, I don't know whether it's just they're intimidated or they've got a really slack social media manager. <laughs> but I'm going to, well, it's now time, and I'll tag them in and see if they listen. Mm. Tyrific Newtown. <laughs> Tyrific. Oh, now I like Tyrific Newtown. It's they do a really cheap lunch. I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb and say that uh, with a name like that, their marketing department's not exactly world beating, is it? No, it's, well, uh... they're a chain in Sydney. There's about six or seven Tyrific. Hate, they're quite good Tyrific. I hate that name. I hate any any kind of play on the word Thai with the you know. So with, you've with never the... eaten at a Thai restaurant then? No, of course I have, but I don't I love the Thai restaurant. I do too, but I, uh, the better the pun, the no, better the restaurant. No, I'm the opposite. I think if you're punning it up, I don't want to. I don't want to just you know call it something traditional, make it a Thai restaurant. I don't care, but I don't want to hear that it's Thai rific or typhoon or you know what I, oh that's just, a good one Tai Chi be good Tai Chi that'd be a Thai Chinese fused restaurant that'd be a great one Titanic that was good that's awful that, that didn't last in Newtown no I like see I like Thai have you been to Thai rific restaurant what are you saying hit the rocks mate or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I it's actually nice I probably have to be to be to be honest but I, really I, I can't remember it's though. a really big it's at the start of King Street King Street Sydney for um, interstate and overseas listeners it's a good restaurant but I'm calling on you until they give us an apology yeah. maybe a free or discounted meal I'm not going back now yeah now there you go. you're talking about people that are generally Buddhists they're generally happy people yes enlightened do you think they're intimidated <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just think it's disrespectful. I mean, you know. Hang on, what's the problem here? They gave you a menu by way of advertising their restaurant. In my letterbox. And, and you prefer to be surprised when you go to a no, restaurant. No, it's so. the fact I don't want junk mail in my... You don't want junk mail. So you have a junk mail. I have no mail, junk mail. So, no That's junk how mail we got sign. in this issue with uh, Ray White. Do you okay. not listen? No, I do, but I'm just getting everybody yeah. up to speed on why we've do got a problem. Ray White put them up to it? Yeah, It would right. surprise me. Yeah, the, yeah. Ray White's probably having a team lunch going, how can we piss off these podcast guys? What if it was a blank menu was saying, come and see no, what we've got? No, but it's not the point. 
<laughs> it's not the point. I don't want it's, the it's advertising material yeah. in my letter. Like I'm, the, the, if the, I'm going no to junk, looks, now that I'm with you, Mark, I'm 100 percent on board yeah. with this. The no junk mail sign is sacrosanct. You just you just cannot put junk mail in a in a letterbox that has that sign on it. Yeah. I don't I don't want to hear any excuses. And now now that now there must be retribution. I absolutely agree. There you go. What so about that, um, the fact that you come from a poor Thai village and you got off the plane yesterday and then they put you on the fly duty and you can't read English? <laughs> well, it's poor training and. I'd be. They want that. That better not be the excuse. They come they use. to our country and they want to serve delicious Thai food on you our street. You just know the federal government are tapping this information. If they ring us up and go, "Oh, sorry, it was a refugee boy. We got him out." You just know Peter Dutton is going to send ASIO around there. Yeah, and that actually, kid's, that kid's going to be Manus that's Island. That's true. Your argument is null and void, to be perfectly blunt, because they've stopped the boats. Okay, there's there's none of them there. They haven't they, stopped they, they the haven't, flight. Oh. Maybe Abbott should go to the next election. Yeah, stop the flight. Stop actually. the flight. We're recording this two weeks in advance. No, flyers. We should maybe say Abbott slash Turnbull, and you can edit that in just in case the spillers happen. Yeah. But, yeah, stop the flyers. Stop the flyers. Now, I'm, all I ask, Tyrific, is an apology, discount or free meal. <laughs> I don't see. For the four, three of us in the podcast, I don't plus see the, partner, or don't, two partners, because Lester's don't see the liberals. I would, I would love if you got a, like, um, investigated for standing over local restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Name and shame, Ray, Ray White versus me. Well, so far I've. Thre- I can see you on a current affair right now. Actually, <laughs> that that doom doom gloom music. This man, he stands over Thai restaurants in the local Newtown area. <laughs> There's a brand new organised crime figure and in the neighbourhood. That's right, and he also steals from like homeless bins and and also repairs washing machines dodgily. You just you know. No, you, I'm not you, that skilled. No, I put. <laughs> I actually put in some. I had some clothes I got rid of. I put it in the homeless bin this this week. I did that. That was my good deed. The only training for current affair reporter is you've got to be able to ask, why'd you do it, mate? Like, yeah, yeah. And be, and, be, and be fleet of foot to chase them. Yeah. But yeah. Am, I, am I, like, I just wonder, what, you're a half a lawyer. What is the legal, like, say say a current affair want to do a story on us extorting Ray White or, or maybe, actually, no, they want to do a story on Ray White victimising a poor little podcast. Yes. Um, and they're like, you know, they, they'll, they'll do an interview. They'll probably interview Lester because he'll look more pathetic on camera than us. <laughs> and, you know, oh, you know. And then they'll, like, they go, are they allowed to film you without your consent? Like, if you're, like, say Mr. Ray White, son of Ray White is walking down the street and they go, Mr. Ray White Jr., Ray White Jr., why did you abuse this I think man? if it's in the public interest, they can, but if it's um, harassment, there's a very fine line between harassment. Because how do yeah. current, like, I mean, if I say... Like say, like when court things too. Like when someone's coming out of court. It's like when you're in a restaurant and you're not surprised by the menu, and then then you start harassing people. That's harassment. (laughs) (laughs) But so, like, if say we're all sitting down at Tyrific when they come through for their free meal that they're going to give us, yeah. And all of a sudden, a current affair, they can't burst in there and go, "Boys, why'd you do it, man? Why are you eating on ill-gotten gains? (laughs) Do they have to wait till we're on the street or?" Can they just well, burst in? Well, they generally do it on the TV. They knock on their door and and, and literally doorstop them. So yeah. It must be okay. It must be okay. Oh, they've just got better lawyers than the, the dodgy plumbers. They just get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I think it's time for our regular segment. Oh, yeah. well, we've got a new segment now. Mark's Get Off My Lawn. <laughs> get a, get, get off, off My the Lawn. The Ray White Presents Get Off My Lawn. Yeah. So it's time for our other regu- regular segment, Ryan's Random Questions. Indeed. You know what that means. It's time to start with the old what, theme music. What song are we up to? Um, I don't know. Go back to the classic. You like the classic? I do. I was just trying to think of what the Cosby Show theme is, but I can't <laughs> think of the theme in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Ryan's random. Christian. He really does. That sounds very BBC ish. Sanderson and Sanderson. Sanderson and Sons. There you go. There you go. So Ryan's random questions. Ask away, buddy. Okay, bit of bit of a political one for you. And depending on when this show drops, may or may not be terribly relevant. But we're just going to press on anyway. If you were the opposition leader right now. What would you do? Like, what would you say about the leadership crisis, considering, you know, what, what Labour has sort of been through with their own leadership shit? What would you actually say without sounding like a complete fucking hypocrite? I wouldn't say anything because I'd be on seek and I'd be fucking sending off resumes. What are you? Opposition leader. Opposition leader. Oh, sure. I thought you meant government. No, no. <laughs> I would be going back and looking at what Tony Abbott said in opposition when that happened to us the last time and I'd be direct quoting him. Yeah, right. I, I think actually Bill Shorten did that. I can't remember exactly yeah, what he did. He actually was. gave a really good reply to it, but yeah, it's... I reckon I would be just going, I would just be saying to them, and I know politically this might not be the most savvy thing, but I'd just be going in Parliament, look, you know, we don't want to give you any grief about leadership troubles. You know, that's just democracy. We know it, you know it. Let's not stuff around. And in fact, let's be bipartisan about that. We all support you want to get rid of Tony Abbott and just see and just see how that played. It'd well, be interesting. Kind of did. Like, they were sort of saying, you know, telling Turnbull, oh, he's, you're going to have to get dynamite to get him out of that seat, buddy, like there. Yeah. I, I think for me it's a case of, I mean, the difference is they tried to get rid of Abbott and they haven't done it. Yeah. Whereas the opposition leader is Bill Shorten, and he's technically knifed two PMs at the time back. of recording. They at the time of it. recording, so <laughs> yeah. and we'll take it again. Yeah. So the new leader Turnbull, he's been replaced. <laughs> Bill Shorten's only knifed. Oh, Bill Shorten, and you know, our new opposition leader, you know, Penny Wong. You know? Yeah, Penny Wong, Albanese. I'm sure it'll be. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll have gone through five or six leaders by the time this. Uh, well, this actually, airs. prediction, and we should because this will be on the internet. We can make a time capsule. Yeah. Who do you think? will be the next prime minister of australia whether will it, will it be a, will it be a, will abbott be the next prime minister will it be labor who's your call oh do you mean who will win the next election or be it a spill well i will let a spill i think um turnbull so you think turnbull lester who do you think I don't really follow it. I'm more an NRL man, but um, <laughs> the, Tricky Trindle's got a chance. <laughs> I don't like the terminology they use. Like spill, spill. it makes yeah. me all right, slit someone's throat. I don't know why. It just sounds really, really petty for something so important. Yeah. Well, you know, I think as c- comedians, we can't really complain about violent-sounding terminology. We were always killing or we're dying. It's one or the other. <laughs> I think. Sure. Well, for my prediction is, I think Turnbull will be the next prime minister. Yeah. I think he will win the next election. And the election after that. Yeah, right. Don't know. Mate, a, a week's a long time in politics. You're, you're going six years ahead. Yeah. Well, you do realise that this could be edited out in case, <laughs> in yeah. case you know. Oh, Turnbull yeah. dies of a massive coronary next week. and So when this podcast is going in six years' time, you're going to be able to say, I told you so. Assuming it's a, yeah. There was yeah. a hilarious picture of Turnbull. Like, it must have been the 80s laying on a couch. Yeah, like, that was a good promo. Uh, it, was, it was like a meme when I ran Facebook. Or yeah, something. I yeah. saw that. I was <laughs> really seductive. Well, hang on. How about you explain it for the listeners? I know you've seen it, Mark. What's um, the, what's the meme? It's like he's young looking he's got hair and he's got a suit suit and shirt on and he's laying on it seductively on a couch it was a Costanza <laughs> nude photo pose yeah, yeah right. it was really weird that's great it was the yeah. weirdest thing ever did you see the meme that went around today of Tony Abbott like sitting there like at a school or something and he's like sipping on a plastic oh the golem tea, one yeah. and he's sitting yeah, he's next to golem. golem looks exactly the same that was pretty damn funny yep. alright question number two um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you get bitten by mosquitoes? 
probably a three. So not much. Nah. My girlfriend or fiance, we went to friend of the show, Jeremy Keast's for a barbecue. Yeah. Knocking on their back gate to get in, she got bitten six times. Yeah, right. Yeah, they love her. So, oh, it's great for me. Like, I've got a human shield now when we go out. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. attack her. I'm like, oh, cool. I've found since giving up drinking, there, there isn't many coming to my bar on my arm <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Any to your arm. I think they like to cocktail the, uh, the mozzies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did actually read something about um, mosquitoes actually being attracted to people who drink beer. Yeah, which is interesting. I saw one disgusted spat it out. Was this, is this fucking single mold or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a complete magnet for it, to be honest. Like, awesome. I, I'm the. See, neither of you are probably getting bitten right now, but I no. am. Are you getting um, bitten right now? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You could turn on the fan, that'll blow them away. Yeah, but, you know, I'm dedicated I gotta to admit, my like, sound. There is, I think I've been sound. bitten once here. Like, I think mosquitoes mm. bite me and go, nah, this is now type. And then they go, oh, that guy in the sound, he's pretty cool. Remember, we're yeah. going to give him a stage name? What about Ross River? And then when. The, the, <laughs> and, then, and then you can have Ross River Fever when he tours. That'd be my. That'd be my. Ross I show, Ross, Ross River, River Fever. Fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, no, yeah, I'm the I'm I'm your mosquito coil. I'm you. I'm you. Absolutely, the reason. So I just realised. Bring me your MC, Russ. I've always wanted to go out for a picnic, but next time I go to a picnic, I should invite you and my fiance Jen. Yeah, you guys can just be the mosquito magnets. You'll be go ow ow ow, and I've just got this is great. No mozzies. And I can invite less. No, I, less. I just think that mozzies have gone out of fashion a little bit. But when I was younger, they <laughs> you, you used mozzies. to have these like zapping machines. There was that many of them. There's yeah, still yeah, of them. You had to zap them. Yeah, they don't do the zapper anymore, do they? Like, I don't think they're that effective for mosquitoes. I was actually no. I was at a friend's place the other day. They kill everything else, not mosquitoes. And they've got one of those bug zappers out the back, yeah. and you could hear the mosquitoes, and all of a sudden you hear this bang. Yeah, and it was a cricket, like a cricket. And it was yeah. like it was half fried on there. It was like she goes, "Oh yeah, the crickets get in there. It's really annoying. It just because yeah, because yeah. then it starts smelling like cooked cricket." Well, we used to have one in our back porch in Canberra, actually, and like we were still, I was still getting bitten, and this bloody thing used to go, and then it just attract all these moths. She's wild times down in Canberra. It was just uh, like it was good. Best zapper on the porch. Big night out. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have a spill of all the moths? It was like a barbecue, like anywhere else. <laughs> Wild times in camera. I'm talking about when I was a kid. Dude. Hey, we were leave him pissed. alone. Yeah, yeah. This is the man who got garden statues for, his, for Christmas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, the thing about this thing was that it just attracted moths. That was the main thing. It used to attract and kill moths. Yeah, but it's like those buildings you see, the lights, like all the moths, and that attracts the bats because the bats eat the moths. Ryan's mm. happy memories of Canberra is everybody else's post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's most people who grew up in Canberra. You know, at, at least he hasn't repressed his memories and can still talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about growing up in Newcastle. <laughs> Daddy, don't drink today, drink today, drink today. I grew up in a, um anti-Islamic... Um, <laughs> like it was an anti-Islamic group. You you grew Newcastle. up in an anti-Islamic group, really? Yeah, it's called Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Hello to all our Newcastle listeners. Hello there. The Novicastrians. The views expressed by Lester Diamond represent, do not represent, represent comedy yes, Presents the Chat Show podcast. Why don't we get into question number three? Have you ever gotten into a fight over a board game, or at least a heated argument, like where it went a bit too far? No, but I generally win. Like, I'm on a hot streak at the moment. I just won. I've played three <laughs> games of Settlers of Catan. My third game, I won. What the fuck, Settlers of Catan? What if I have the problematic trouble? Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> Settlers of Catan, what is that? It's a strategy game. It's, a... it's not. Um, it's not. It's not. Um, What's the strategy to fucking not be cool? <laughs> it's not a board game. <laughs> <laughs> 
fair point. Fair point. It's not. Have you? It's not. It's kind of in the similar vein. I used to play indoor soccer, and yeah. this is possibly one moment I'm not proud of. Because we were playing, we were in young and uni, and we were playing this team of old men. And they were, oh, when I say old, they were in their 30s, 40s. And it was the grand final of the Division Three soccer club. And yeah. I was off the ground, or I was in an indoor cricket net, so I was behind the ground. And I thought I'd go the sledge. So I shouted out, the goalkeeper for them was a really old guy, but he was really good. So he's about to throw the ball in, and I go, what are you waiting for, Grandpa? Your pension checks are coming in. <laughs> and just everyone's st- – like, his kids are there. Yeah. They're like eight and nine. Like, oh, what are you talking about, my dad? Everyone, Even my teammates are like, dude, that's too far. That's, that's harsh. I yeah. feel like such a piece of shit for saying that. And did you, did We you, lost too. Yeah. It was sort of car- – like, you, you stopped playing after that. I was like, no, nah, I've done my knee. I don't yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. yeah, but I felt like <laughs> such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so that, no fight, that, but I think if it had been, if they had to jump me, my own teammates was well, he deserved it. Yeah, yeah. I got in a pretty good fight with a with a kid when I was like um, the other day when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monopoly. I, was playing, I was playing Monopoly with a kid when I was like I can't remember maybe seven or eight or something, and uh, I was winning, and um, and I have a I have a I have a need to see things through to the end. So if you're winning a game of Monopoly, it's not okay for me that you just decide that you've lost and you just chuck the board up. Because it's a grand of the turf. I've got to. I've got to. I want to. I want to. I want to like get every one of your dollars and win it. And he wouldn't That's... play through. He was, and he was actually. He was starting to cry and stuff. Jesus uh, Christ! And then he, Dude. and then he pushed the board over at me, and that was it. We Where'd you grow up? Fucking Guantanamo Bay. No, I grew up in Canberra. That was the first <laughs> time you met Christopher Pine. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was pretty, really? pretty intense. Yeah, but yeah. see, no, for me, it's Watch like, like I get to a point with a game where like. You get to a point where, well, there's no way you're out. Like in Monopoly, it's you're pretty rooted. You just like you wouldn't accept his <laughs> once, no. you, once you've accepted right. the game of Monopoly. Explain, yeah. I don't think you reckon you're. But what about like if there's time constraints? It's like, oh, what about in chess when it's a stalemate? What's your? Well, a stalemate is an end to the game of sorts. Yeah, but, but it's a draw though. Like it's not. Yeah. So it's sort of like there's no result. Do it's you sort still of, an end of the do game. Do you insist on another straight away another game or no no that's an end, that that is the end of the game. That's the game finished. So I got one of my mates who's awesome at chess. Yeah, my goal is just to try and get into. I know I can't beat him. Just to try and get to stalemate. Yeah, like I'll just play around, and I'm pretty usually pretty good at getting into it. Yeah, stalemate's pretty hard to get into unless you're actually like of of an even kind of level. Well, he's player. normally attacking, and he doesn't realize what I'm doing. Like I'll try and take some carnage, but I. F- Usually can figure you can get the king into a position where it's hard. It's easy to get a stalemate. Yeah, right. Now I've never won a monopoly game in my life because my money management's yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, f- yeah. fairly ordinary. But it'd be ironic uh, if you were amazing at monopoly. House, 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 house rules at Leicester's house for monopoly was you know you got to blow at least half of your money on crack every <laughs> every go around the board. <laughs> That's mean. Um, <laughs> um, but like, what's the strategy? Is it the idea you just buy everything you land on? Well, to start with, that's probably, how I do. Yeah. yeah. See, that, it depends. There are some people who only want like certain sets. I always landed on that really cheap one, fucking yeah. York yeah, Lane or something. What it was uh, called? Old, old, old Kenton, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I used to think, well, that's good. It's cheap. You get some good rent coming in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's never yeah. Out. Now you got to get the set. I think what you do your first couple of time around is you just wherever you land, and then you got to try like once you, you got to get a set. Once you pretty you much set, if you if you can afford to buy, you buy because even if you can't get the set yourself, you're preventing yeah, you somebody else from getting it. So, you know... Should we have the Comedy on Edge present... So, here's the thing. Monopoly. I've got Simpsons Monopoly. This is how it works. Monopoly strategy. Guys like Ryan excel at board games because of their strategy minds, right? Yeah. Well, the word board is in the title. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, anyone cool can't win. (laughs) 
<laughs> you <laughs> can't. I think if we, pity we don't have like six hours to play. I've got Simpsons Monopoly. We should have a game one day, and we could maybe podcast. Podcast. We have to game. edit heavily because it's yes. like, oh, Lester's. Oh, Lester's. Stop trying to put the money in your wallet, Lester. It's not <laughs> See, real. Like, I was. I always wanted the game of life. Remember the game of life? That was a yeah, great one. I like. I, I had the game of life. I wanted the the, the true game of life. Like yeah, well, you know. you're living the game of life. Oh, trying to live the game of life. Like girl gave you a bum phone number. Um, uh, <laughs> Couldn't afford it. The long, slowly, steady decline to ill health. The first person to couldn't afford pad thai again. Like, you know. <laughs> the noose broke. You live another week. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It made me laugh as a kid. Even it was. You got second prize in a beauty contest. Yeah, I know. That always made me laugh. <laughs> uh, it's always the same. Like when someone draws it, you go, "Oh, second prize in a beauty contest." Yeah. And then you normally point if you. And it's rare that you would play a board game with a female. Oh. Maybe, or maybe I don't What know. the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It was a joke. You know, you know it's He's a, a joke. Lonely, when... lonely boy. Yeah. Well, I did. Most I went to an all boys school. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't socialize that much. Yeah, just yeah. to let you know, soggy say is not a board game, mate. Oh, <laughs> we, oh, has anyone ever actually on record played soggy sayo? Are you asking us? Like, because I remember when we went to school and like you'd have say and someone oh soggy sayo soggy sayo and then someone would take you aside and tell you what it is. It's like that's fucking disgusting. I'm yeah. not a um, big fan of all boys schools and private schools in general. Well, I know, no, but I mean, like the case in point. Tweet in at Comedy on Edge or at Lester Diamond Twenty Eight if you've participated in the game of soggy sayo. <laughs> if you've got pictures, send them to Lester. <laughs> yeah. Back soggy or, or, or don't, you know. Like, <laughs> either way, that's Even fine. Soggy, yeah. soggy yeah. sayo. We should try and get soggy sayo into but, the next Olympics. But ladies, if you got soggy Mars bar picks, <laughs> <laughs> soggy. Uh, Mars. Anything, anything soggy. How <laughs> are we going really off the rails now? I think it's it's called fun. Well, how are we going to wrap it up? Well, I think no, we, we we're we're there now. We're not it's we're not already. Yeah, we're, we're about to wrap up. Yeah. So, that, any more questions, Ryan? No, those were the three. I think. Tazzy for next week. Did yeah. I did I do all three? Yeah, the board game. That's the last one. Last one of well, the three go, questions. There you go. There you go. Well, we were got, we're going to ask good you about questions it. this week. Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Anything Lester. that leads to soggy sayo or soggy <laughs> bar gets Lester's ticket yeah, approval. Well, guys, thank you guys for listening. For more information, you can follow Lester at Lester Diamond Twenty Eight. You can follow Ryan at Ryan the Crawford. That's right. And you can follow me at MW Double Underscore OH or at Comedy on Edge. Also, we have a new satirical news site called TheUnAustralian.net. Have a listen to that, and oh, not a listen, have a read. Listen to the podcast; it's quite funny. Anything you guys got? Anything else coming up? Any any games? It's an audio book this week. It's um, just out of interest, how did you choose your um, Twitter handle? Did you spill a can of alphabet soup? Or well, I got on. I initially had comedy on edge as mine. Then I thought I'd separate. When I type MW double underscore OH, it's all I could get. Like so, <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't get Mark Williamson was taken. MW O was taken. Um, I mean, wh- oh. what about you? You just thought, oh shit, less than I'm on one through twenty sevens. Did you sit there typing list on one, two? Three, four. I was actually called out by a fan of the show, uh, Steve Austin, for um, pretending to be 28 years old. And that was the mark of the oh, psychopath. is that what it was? I just thought there was 27 other fuckwits that came <laughs> up with that handle. Is 28 a significant number for you, Lester? Or is it just the, the first one you could get? Well, I'd, I'd say thought, it, was li- it was when his life peaked. But it I, really I thought it was my lucky number, right? Yeah. But judging by what's 
happened preceded since. it. It's yeah. not. It's like it's a bad idea. Yeah, right. Maybe you should go aim a bit higher. Less than I'm at 48. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll get there, buddy. We don't know where, but you'll get there. Well, there you go, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're not listening on iTunes, give us a review or a rating. Or heck... Tell us about your soggy sayo stories. Heck. Golly. <laughs> Golly. Well, there you go, Elijah. Thank you guys for listening. Ryan, hit the music.